Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for the weekend. It's the weekend edition. I am Glenn ZB. We're first with yesterday's news, which means Sunday, it means Saturday. Just the normal length weekend this time. So that's a bit of a bummer, because that might mean we have to do five days this week. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, What are we going to rebuild first uh, post-COVID with uh, infrastructure projects and things? Uh, They've re-elected a guy to be in charge of world rugby that not everybody's a fan of. Uh, what future for concerts looks bad uh, and somebody who won't be doing them is Benny uh, but her career looks good uh, in the meantime uh, who's paying for all this COVID-19 stuff until this point politicians of all stripes have pretty much kicked these issues they've kicked these cans down the road they've jabbed their fingers in their ears and agreed that it's for a different government in years to come to have to sort out we have to We have to extend our perspective and our concerns beyond just the here and now. At some point, for a start, there are surely going to have to be changes to our tax base. Now, I'm not saying we should just increase income tax or that we need to make these changes overnight. That's not what I'm saying. But we have to ask if our tax base is suitable for the debt that we're going to have to service. Maybe we have to reconsider our superannuation rules and and policies such as fees-free university. These are difficult conversations, but they're necessary. I don't worry about my future. I've been very fortunate, but I, I do worry for my friends and for other people of my generation and the ones thereafter. I worry for my nephew. Maybe you worry for your kids or your grandkids. You should. The sooner the health crisis is over, the better. But then there has to be a reckoning. Will we leave this bill to our kids alone? Or are we truly all in this together? It's it's like uh, when you go out for a meal and you try to settle the bill at the end and you hope that there's somebody really generous and rich who will go last in the paying the bill thing because you know that they'll just pick up anything that anybody else didn't pay for. Um, Does it work the same way with whole countries? Weirdly, I'm hungry now after that discussion talking about restaurant bills. So let's move on to David Parker. He's talking about uh, stuff that we can do to get the country going again. Regarding the the shovel-ready projects, have you got any projects that you uh, have in mind specifically? Yeah, they're a mixture. Uh, we want them spread throughout the country because, of course, the economic effects of COVID-19 uh, spread throughout the country. There'll be a mixture of roading projects, housing projects, some environmental projects. We're considering, for example, giving a high-level consent to the removal of silt from silt-laden rivers and um, estuaries up and down the country, the restoration of wetlands and things like that. Um, as well as some of the more traditional projects like uh, bringing forward roading projects. The objective is to bring forward employment. With regard to private submissions, will there be a, is there a focus as well that those businesses, while they get funded, should be financially sustainable in the future? I think most of the projects will be from uh, central government and local government and our respective agencies. You know, local government, for example, might bring forward projects to advance the renewal of pipes underneath their roads uh, if they've got some pipes uh, that you know that, that for drinking water or, yep. or drainage that are necessary. Uh, it is open to private sector uh, applicants. Okay. 
Is that the most boring thing I've ever put in one of these podcasts? Might be. I'm sort of regretting it now, but I'm running late as well, so I haven't really got time to go back and take it. I'm sorry about the boring bit. Hopefully this will be more interesting. They've re-elected someone to be in charge of world rugby who nobody nobody likes. That's weird. Here's the guy who's in charge of our rugby. I have no faith in the upstairs at the Northern Hemisphere doing anything different. Tell it. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't tell you you're wrong. We uh, supported uh, Gus and his campaign. Uh, I know from personal uh, relationship with Gus that he wouldn't do deals. Uh, he went on a platform of uh, needing change. There was nothing uh, in the back room from him. Uh, and so I can only admire the campaign that he ran. Uh, the reason that New Zealand and the other Sanzar countries voted uh, against Bill, so, so A, we voted for Gus, but B, we voted against Bill, is that there's been no progress for a couple of years. You know, you mentioned the nation's championship, but there are other things such as uh, revenue sharing, uh, eligibility of players, say uh, the, the Charles Pietau factor or Stephen Luatua, who mm-hmm. go back to their countries of origin. Well, Brent, is that or, well, do you, or do you, the rules of the game. OK, well, do you suspect that, that the feather that they've been given or the incentive that they've been given, Samoa and Fiji, have they been told something that we don't know about? Yes, we don't know about it. Uh, so um, I uh, myself spoke to uh, the chair and CEO of Fiji and uh, also uh, the sports minister in Samoa. We don't know. Uh, all we know is that um, Bill Beaumont met uh, representatives of Fiji and Samoa in Tokyo during the Rugby World Cup uh, along, and there have been various meetings. We don't know what's been offered, but all I wanted to emphasise is that Gus made it very clear in his campaign, no deals. Let's let's campaign on a platform of change. Well, that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, the last bloke I know of who campaigned on a platform of change was um, Barack Obama, and he didn't actually end up changing anything. Uh, people voted for him, though, that's for sure. Can't argue with that. Uh, now, uh, one of the things, I was just thinking about this, I had a dream over the weekend that I went to an Ed Sheeran concert. Uh, so that was pretty cool until I woke up and realised that it's not happening anytime soon. Uh... Uh, Mr. Eccles, he's one of the people who uh, promotes concerts. Uh, bad time for him. How bad is this for the music industry? Well, we have no business. It's gone. Um, so what we're trying to do now is uh, get positive and you know, get our get our business and get our people working again as best we can. Um, and there are a few tricks around that uh, that we're looking at. One is that at level two, I think we go to 100 people indoors and 500 outdoors, which doesn't really work for us. Um, we're really trying hard to work with government to get those numbers up. So in, in a theatre, you can have around 1,000 people, for example, um, that it's, it's Spark Arena 5,000 and so on and so forth. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, not just musicians, who rely on the local business um, to put their businesses to work, production providers and security companies and so on and so on, as you can imagine. Is the government listening? Yes, well, fortunately, um, a, couple of, a couple of us have had a direct line to the Prime Minister and uh, Minister of Finance. In fact, we had a Zoom with them last week, and that was great. Um, I've got to say, I had a sleepless night the next night because I thought, uh, this is actually much worse than I thought. <laughs> but but, but it, it inspired us into action, and now we've turned around, we're positive, and we're going to get this thing going um, and, and try and present some cases to the government that, that can change their mind about numbers of people safely. So, Brent, why was it worse than you thought? Well, because, I mean, I, I guess we're all in a little bit of denial that we thought, oh, well, it'll come back, it'll come back, and it'll be okay. Um, but, you know, when you really look at it and, and hear what's said, you go, well, actually, the borders are going to be shut for quite some time. 
um, that means that internationally, uh, artists are not going to come into the country. Well, the, the shows have been postponed. They'll come in when the borders open. But we can't book shows until the borders open. And that's like a five-month lag. I do wonder, you know, with the really big stadium shows, unless you pay a million dollars for your seat, you're basically watching it on the big screen anyway. And I just wonder if they could just have them play old concerts on the big screens and you wouldn't know any difference. You just... Couldn't they not... Okay, stupid idea. Um, I wonder how many people would turn out to see Benny. It's very popular everywhere at the moment. Do you feel that this experience has been creatively stimulating? I do. I actually do. I feel like everything kind of being slowed down and I'm not on tour. I have like less distractions and I kind of, I don't have anything else to do. So mm. I've set up a studio and it's like, you know, I have all of this time that I can write and be creative, which is good for me. It's funny, eh? Because, you know, they say that um, this is the first generation, like yours yeah. especially is the first generation that has never, ever had to be bored because, you you know, you kind of grow up with a phone in your yeah. hand and all that sort of thing. Um, sure. But actually boredom is really important in creativity because when you're left 100%. with your own thoughts, you know, you can kind of Definitely. think about stuff. So how's that? how has that worked in a writing sense for you? I mean, I feel, I feel like I can happily, like, kind of isolate myself and not speak to people anyways. I feel like I'm a little bit of a homebody sometimes. But I think, like, I don't know, the whole writing thing, I think for me personally, when it's all quiet and I'm, you know, I'm not having to run around and do stuff, I feel like the writing just kind of flows more and I have more ideas that pop up and stuff and I feel slightly more inspired as well. Like, mm. I don't know. I've, I don't know. For me, it's actually been really good. Oh, that's good. I'm feeling much better about playing that David Parker bit before now. Because, uh, yes, it was boring, but just think how much creative you'll be after listening to it. So, I think that's how it works. Awesome. Right, well, that's a much brighter note to head off on the week with. Uh, that has been used to as it been the weekend edition. I'll be back with another one tomorrow. Um, I might make it as boring as possible just to get your creative juices flowing. See you then.